This episode is brought to you by Hulu Plus, and with Hulu Plus, you get total control to watch thousands of shows whenever you want, wherever you want. Binge on full seasons and watch your favorite current shows like Community, South Park, SNL, and more. Right now, our listeners can get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus by going to HuluPlus.com forward slash Loveline. Again, that's HuluPlus.com forward slash Loveline. Welcome to Podcast One. Podcast One. Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 100 of the Adam Carolla era. This one is the night following the February 14th episode, so we're on February 15th, 1996. There is lots of talk about the Coles Drew was roasted over the night before with his wife Susan Pinsky on what is now one of the all-time greatest episodes we've ever heard. Uh, Barry Nolan, the host of Hard Copy at the time, is the guest. He's making his debut on the show of the Adam Carolla era. Adam hasn't met him before, and Drew doesn't see him from either, so this might be his very first appearance. Uh, Adam was anticipating a little bit more uh, butting heads, but they ended up being fast friends, and he's an amazing guest. A lot of fun. Uh, Adam reveals the Toyota Celebrity Grand Prix would be his dream. <laughs> a scant seven years later, he would be in his first race, and uh, 17 years later, he would win it as a uh, pro. We get to hear Adam talk about this as a, as a pipe dream. Seven years later, we get to hear him in his first race, breaking it down. Then we have Josh Brolin on the show, and that's during 2003. And then uh, almost a decade later, he wins his uh, first celebrity race, and then after that, he wins his pro race. Uh, again, this is just an evolution of a concept of a human being. Uh, this is the infamous episode with the Men's Health article on penis sizes. Uh, the stats from this episode would be quoted for the next 10 years on Loveline and MTV Loveline for its 400 episode run. These are the stats they constantly bring up. Barry is a surprisingly real and fun guest. A really fun episode. Uh, there's a great huffing gasoline call, which to uh, young people like myself was very important and something that would carry over on MTV Loveline as well. Just them expounding on the dangers of doing such activities. Without these type of calls, me and many countless other uh, young people would have very different outcomes to our lives. So, thank you, Adam and Drew. Adam's harping on Drew having warts and herpes uh, based on his doom and gloom approach uh, to the statistics, and it's an early foreshadowing of Adam's ward exam that would happen four years later in the year 2000. And we find out that uh, Tate Donovan from Love Potion Number no. 9 couldn't make Loveline. Again, all in all, a classic show, and as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice is going to be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Modern Day Loveline with Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood. They would love to take your call. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. We now have an app, which you can find on PodcastOne.com. Available for Android and iOS devices. And we also have an Amazon link on podcast1.com. Go to the Classic Loveline page, follow the link, uh, do your shopping as normal. It kicks us a few pennies and helps us uh, put out more shows for you. Mahalo.
Just listen to the man. He is right. Let me give the phone numbers out real fast. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. 1-800-568-3191. Now for the fax number, kiddies. 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Came back. Back from the back from the dead. Back yeah. for more, are you? I had to think about it tonight, but I decided to come back. We tied Drew to the whipping post last night mm-hmm. and uh, gave him the cat a nine tails, mm-hmm. and uh, he's back like oh, yeah. the fool that he is. Yes, indeed. I'm sure uh, planning on exacting a little revenge on his co-host. Uh, somewhere along the way, it's going to take a little thought, but eventually, yeah. Is is that what the enema bag in the hall was no, for? No, okay. no. Okay, that may have been for Barry. We have Barry Nolan. Coming in tonight. Now, if you don't know that name, you should because he is from Hard Copy. Now you know, you bunch of Pavlovian dogs, you. Everyone is going, Barry, huh? Hard what? Bong, bong. Everyone knows. And that's why they do it. They're no dummies. We do the same thing. I was watching the show tonight. Yeah. He does an excellent job, by the way. I know who's about to kiss before they come you know, in. Barry was a social worker, I think, at one time. We are going to get yeah. into that. I'm, I'm sure he's been stripped of whatever license he was issued at, at, at another point in his life, but we'll get into that. Tonight's topics on hard copy, which I saw on the fabulous CBS network at 7 o'clock. Teen pornography. Mm. Deadly car chase. Well, that was all over the news. Julia Roberts and Matthew Perry meets Matthew's mom, <laughs> <laughs> which was really better than it sounded. Hello, this is Julia. Hi. I want you to meet my mom. Could you imagine a film crew? Oh, for Christ's sake. Anyway, uh, Valentine's Day soap sex secrets. And uh, I think they meant uh, soap, not detergent, but the soap, soap opera yeah. variety. Well, let's go to the phones. Let's let's go to where we know we can do some good. Steve, you're on Loveline. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, Doc, way to hold in there last night. Yeah. He was a trooper, wasn't he? Sure was. I gave him a I gave him a sucker when he left. <laughs> hey, um, my question is that uh, I I don't know for some reason I'm namely dating Asian women and like my friends and my family they all notice it and it's like hey you got a girlfriend I was like yeah oh is she Asian and it's like I don't know what it is why I'm attracted. I'll to tell them. you why it is. <laughs> they got that smooth silky brown skin. They got that. Those beautiful brown eyes. They got that beautiful black hair, and they know how to treat a man. I don't know about that part. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of them are like becoming, I guess, what they call Americanized. Oh, that's uh, bad. Anytime anyone becomes Americanized, it's bad. Even when Americans become Americanized, it's bad. <laughs> Being Americanized is bad. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I don't know if there's any uh, reasoning behind it. If the doctor knew any reason. No, Steve. There's nothing wrong with you. It is your personal preference. The real problem here is the pressures that you perceive uh, coming from your friends and family, and that you know, it's, you're not in the wrong. No. And not to say that their opinions are, are wrong, but they are their opinions. They're not yours. They're not your way of seeing things at all. Well, people have enough trouble with sex and dating as is, and then you mix in other races and things that we sort of label as taboo in this culture. Well, that's not taboo. I think. Pe- I think. Any time you get into interracial. Type I of think dating, there's some taboo. You you're know telling what, me you got no. some buxom blonde girl going out with the Mendingo man, and that's not taboo in this I society? I think that people Steve Age and younger 
have no problem with inter- interracial dating. I think they finally kind of come to grips with that. Well, Steve's that fine with it. People. It's just his folks. I think and you maybe think it's taboo, and you're still part of that uh, sort of hand-me-down establishment that exists don't out there. Don't give me your Pops. Trump. Don't, don't try to make up for last night by with these half-hearted attempts. It, 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 my, my character is beyond reproach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I've noticed it comes from both sides, like not just my parents. But well, a lot of parents. people really have a, con- a preconceived notion of what it is you're supposed to date and who you're going to date and this sort of thing, who you're going to be, and that's their that's their issue. It's not yours. Okay. I'm sure they have your best interest in mind. It's worth always listening to that input, but ultimately these are your decisions. But but do you, Steve, do you do you have to date Asian women? I don't have to, but it's like I was once with a white chick and. It just didn't do nothing for me. I mean, the sex was, you know, it was cool, but I don't know when I get when I get with the. Uh, so you figured she was like the representative for all Caucasian women. <laughs> they had a big meeting. They, they had a they had a quick uh, ballot, and, and uh, they they took a they took a show of hands, and they came up with her, and uh, she ruined it for all Caucasian women. Let me tell you, there are there are plenty of hot women in from every race. Yeah, I, I know that. You shouldn't limit yourself that I, way. I not to. I don't know what it is. But if you like the Asian women, then you like the Asian women, and that's your business. Cool. T- tell everyone to screw right off, Steve. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, good man. Tell them I told you to say it. I will. And they'll go, who? All righty. We're going back to the phones here. Tom? Yeah, hi. You're on Loveline. This is for uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah, oh, they all are. Yeah, Tom, what's up? Yeah, hi. Um, I've got this raised testicle. Undescended? Well, yeah, it doesn't move. It hasn't come down yet. No, it hasn't. And the other one is. Yeah. And I was wondering if that would affect my reproducing life. No. One testicle can, can can supply all the testosterone you need. You could actually share one with a guy that had no testicles. You probably could. You probably could. Oh, yeah. yeah the, they could. call it the buddy system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, But, Tom, the real problem here is that that testicle isn't descended, and it may yet come. Uh, if it doesn't, it needs to be brought down. And if not, they, they need to be removed because they can actually degenerate into cancer. Did, now, did it did it come down and then look around and decide it didn't like it and go back up, or did, did it never come down? I don't know. You got to see. What it. do you mean? You, well, don't just give me that just, sassy just, voice, Tom. You would know. Just talk to a doc, your doctor about it when you have a chance because something needs to be taken care of, right? Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks. All right. Now. Yeah. Boy, is pretty sassy for a kid of 14. Vanessa. Hi, how's it going? Good. You're on Loveline. Um, I have a question. Um, me and my boyfriend have been having sex for about two years now. And um, ever since, like, we started having sex, it hurts pretty bad. Like, after two or three times we've been having sex still. And even before him, I mean, I'd, I'd have, I had, like, quite a few partners. And it's not like I'm... And, and it was never painful with and it was never painful before no what never. part of the act is painful inside no no like insertion or um, after you guys get yeah, going like getting it in there once it's in there it, it's okay but then after when i go to the bathroom it burns pretty bad <laughs> mike mike you are on your game tonight you're you're earning your pesos Vanessa, uh-huh. sex was always painful for this guy with this guy with this guy not not during it I mean, it feels good when we're having sex, but after, like, the second or third time, it's like, it feels like it's too big. It's second or third time that evening? Yeah. Do you have a TV set? No, yeah. Do you have a refrigerator? Yeah. Okay, then. 
Do you know what I'm saying? No. Your problem is, is you're having sex two and three times a night. You should have sex no, once. We don't know. We don't have it like every day, two or three times a night. But if we do, all right, then that's going to happen. The point is, is you should bid a hasty retreat to the television, and he should head. No, he should go to the TV, and you should go to the refrigerator. But I want to do it. But is that sort of yeah. is that the corners you're supposed to go to after an event? <laughs> That's right. Those are the neutral corners. You, you, yes. And if one of you goes down, the other one has to get to a neutral corner and wait there either until no, the ref gives a ten. In, in a ten the guy can go to the refrigerator. Yeah. And once in a while, if the cut looks bad, they'll call the ring doctor in, and they may just put an end to the whole thing. <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah. It, it's a, you got to understand, it's not made of, of Kevlar. You know what I mean? It's a very, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a Swiss clock, a woman's, a woman's parts. Hmm? I should be able to take it by now. But no, no. no, let me tell you. Let me finish the Swiss clock analogy. <clears throat> you cannot take a beautiful Swiss timepiece and expect to go diving and expect to go wrestling and expect to go bungee jumping. You just can't do everything with it on. It's nice. You wear it out. It looks good. You take it easy. You, okay. You cannot treat it like it was uh, uh, one of those bataka bats that uh, flower children from the 70s were told to beat their friends and family with to get out inner aggression. And speaking of inner aggression, here's Barry Nolan from Hard Copy. Evening, gentlemen. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. It, it always cheers me up to hear the big typewriter ball hit you in the forehead. <laughs> oh, that's what it is, yeah. Now, you, you know, I don't know why we have that. It's an obviously an IBM typewriter ball, and there's like three people in the United States that still, still have that, it. yeah. People, and you know, another couple of years, people aren't going to have a clue what that's supposed to be. Well, the whole no, it's going to be like that. You know, you know, in the in the old days, the the, the sort of symbol of the reporter was the old mechanical typewriter. Yeah. I think it's sort of a, a play on. But that. when was it, it's it's almost Dickensian now to yeah. think of some ink stained wretch using oh, yes. a, a actual typewriter. Dickensian. Do you want to alienate this group <laughs> in the first sorry. five seconds? Just like real room? old guys. There, there you go. You go. <laughs> Even old guys, some of the <laughs> listeners, are running to the, the source to figure out. Sorry, sorry. All right. Now, you got to know your audience, Barry. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You've you're been right. doing this show I, since 89. Yeah. And who did you replace? Or did you, did you guy start the show? Alan Frio, the guy, the handsome guy with the gray hair that uh, women just really like. Did you put a hit on him, or what happened? No, he uh, got a real job. Uh, he went up to Sacramento and uh, did news up there. Oh, yeah. I bet his <laughs> folks are proud. <laughs> and I bet he's pissed as hell seeing you on TV every night. No, I think he's, he was glad to, you know, he, he had family up there and was glad to relocate because Los Angeles is a weird place to live <sighs> if you have a family. Yeah, no no kidding. Now, you, you guys, you do, you do a lot of stories. Like, I read some of the topicality out there tonight. Now, do you, have you ever been attacked by a celebrity or anything? Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, a, a friend of mine ran into Matt LeBlanc, who's I right. from Boston, and, and Matt's from Boston, and we'd from Friends, right? We'd, we'd met from Friends, and we'd met each other and become you know friendly doing a, an auto race, uh, the, the you know Toyota Grand Prix, well, one of those celebrity challenge things. And, oh, uh, that is my that oh, that God. is my dream. Oh man, it is the ultimate rush. You'd you'd like it. You, you'd really, it's it's major adrenaline pump. Right, well, destroy someone else's car. Yeah. And, and run like Cher into the pylons oh, at man, the I same just, time. I mean, what a thrill. I, when I was waiting to go out, you know, you, you have this little uh, access track, then you follow the little pace car out right. there. 
and the uh, the Indy cars are running before us. And I'd, I'd never been a car guy. I'd know, you know, I'd, the, the only thing I knew is I'd change my oil and fill up the gas. But I'm in this race, and you're waiting to go out, and you you know you're wearing your little fire retardant suit, and your cars are, and these indie cars are out there going, and you get out there, and the crowd is pumped, and they start playing the national anthem, you know, and the engines start, you know, dun 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 dun, and everybody's going, Martin, 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 Martin. right, and you got the Olsen oh. twins like flying you the bird on each side <laughs> Man. of you. you. Your heart, you're having tachycardia. You're just going. Ning, 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 ning. Let me give you my take on auto racing and celebrities for just one second, okay. and we'll get back to you and uh, physically beating Matt DeBlanc. <laughs> And emotionally beating him. Here's the deal with auto racing. I don't think there's any talent to this sport because every celebrity that gets enough money eventually goes out and buys a car, starts a team, and is somehow Creams successful. Yeah. Right. But th- it's a thing where you, if you got enough money, you can race cars. You, you can race cars, but to actually win, I learned. I was not particularly good at it. To actually win. you got to pay people. Uh, no, you, you have to have. They send you out to this this race course. Oh, like the Bob Bondurant school? Yeah, it's Fast Lane. It's up there in Lancaster. And I, I'd go out there, and these guys, you, you have these courses where they teach you about, well, this is an early apex turn. And if you manage the weight of your car properly and get a larger footprint on your front tires, I'm going, yeah. does that mean you go faster? Screw that. Where's yeah, my flash? Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us about the time you beat the crap so anyway, out of Matt LeBlanc. No, so we, we became friendly during this race, and then uh, time goes by, and a friend of mine runs into him at, in, in Las Vegas mm-hmm. at the big Natby convention. Sure. And he goes, oh, yeah, I am a friend of Barry Nolan's. Barry Nolan! Screw Barry Nolan! So they always want to get in my business and, you know, know about, and we've been friends. And he thought, uh, you know, he thought for some reason that we'd never do anything about Matt LeBlanc on, on hard copy except that Matt's very successful and he's going to make a million dollars. Right. And, you know, geez, it doesn't work that way. Right. When you, you become that famous. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to say something you, you may have never heard before, but you have professional integrity. I've never heard that before. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say. That's kind of nice. No, but, I mean, you have to do your job. Yeah. You may love Matt LeBlanc, but he's out there. He's in the public eye. People want to know. Well, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me that, that people that, that uh, really come into this business seem to be constantly surprised that if you become a really big star on television, people want to know about what your private life is. Right. It's, it's not like been a well-kept secret that like, this is going to happen. Like Matthew Perry. People needed to know that Julia Roberts and Matthew Perry were living together and they were going to meet Matthew's mama. Why actually people want to know that? I have I'm not heard. sure that they do. I Why? think you think they want to know that. They may not need to now, know see, that. see, I don't think that. You don't? I, I, I have. I, sometimes we have uh, you know, one more story on Julia Roberts, and I go into the, the big boss, Ron Vander, and I say, God, can people still be possibly interested about anything having to do with Julia Roberts? And he goes, well, the last time we ran a story on her, it popped a big number. Okay. And so that's why they run another story. Now, be be candid. When you guys have these meetings about potential stories, do you ever talk about putting a contract out on a big celebrity just to make a story out of it? No, but I You didn't have anything to do with Ava Gabor's death, did you? Or was that Zsa Zsa? Is she dead? (laughs) One of of the Gabor. Ava died. You didn't put her out, I'm did really you? I'm sorry to hear that. No. I'm saying, because well, you need a story. You know, Ava is not exactly, as, she was a sweet woman. Well, I remember I met her one time over at Roddy McDowell's, and she was a really interesting, sweet woman. But she's not on the A list, you know? Oh, she well, certain not anymore. This decade. She's, she's shoveling not, coal yeah. in hell at this point. <laughs> 
right, Barry. We're gonna we we could go on forever here, but we're gonna get back to the phones because I always hear the voice of producer Ann in my psyche saying, "Get to the phones. Get to Help what people. made this show this spectacular." Yes, on deck. Steve. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. I, I kind of got a weird situation. Um, I was um, set up with a girl by her mom. <laughs> And um, the kind of situation was she was just getting out of a year-and-a-half relationship. Jewish lady? Uh, no. No, okay. No, not that I know of. All right, usually when moms do that, they're Jewish moms, but that's okay. Continue. Uh, yeah, I, her mom just really liked me and stuff and uh, thought I was a great guy. So we ended up going out a few times or whatever, and then all of a sudden I was more or less told to back off. And... Uh, Italian mom? <laughs> you, were, you were told by who? Well, it was kind of a situation where, I don't know, she didn't, she doesn't want to, uh, she, she's not, I don't know what, what I want to say. I'm going to kick you like a jukebox that's skipping, Steve. Yeah. Steve, did the mom tell you to back off? Yeah, she did. After, it was kind of like, she didn't. She didn't want to. This wasn't Matthew Perry's mom, was it? <laughs> That's a whole other story. So she sets you up with her daughter. Right. She giveth, and then she taketh away. Well, she just kind of told me to back off a little bit. Well, she toldeth you to get the hell out of Denvereth, right? Kind of. Kind of. Wow. Why? Because do you, do, you, do you think the daughter, do you think she approached her mom and told her that? Were, were you stalking her or something, Steve? No, nothing like Always that. Always looking for the story, aren't you, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> were you like giving a, attention that she didn't want anymore? Did she? Did the mom catch you in flagrante delicto? Or <laughs> no, nothing like that. I think I'm going to try that this weekend, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's uh, naked. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh hell, I did that earlier today. <laughs> Steve, how long a period of time did you go out with her daughter? Well, it was about a month. And you're into her daughter. I like her a lot. And how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Mm -hmm. So there's no apparent reason that, that you can see that the mother would, would have any basis for saying back off. No, because everybody, I mean. All right. It is none of mom's business. You're 28. Barry was on his fifth divorce by the time he was 28. <laughs> Do you understand that? He right. killed people in Nam by 28. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're a man. You're an adult. What does the daughter say to you? Well, she's still. We still talk, like we're friends, you know. And it's. And I've asked her out before, and she just says she's busy and stuff like okay, that. Okay, Steve. Here's what's going on. Okay. The daughter is not interested. Mm -hmm. If the daughter and I, I hate and has passed it on to the mom. Yes, I hate to drop this on you, but if the daughter had a real interest in you, and how old is she? She's 24. I she's think. 24. She's an adult. She's mm -hmm. perfectly capable. Make her own decisions. If she was really interested in you, she she her mom could be damned. She would not care. Mm -hmm. She would be in your arms. Right. Am I right, Barry? I think you might consider asking the mom out. <laughs> How old's the mom? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Steve. But yeah, she comes into my work and sees me every so often. Steve. Steve. Mm -hmm. uh, this is cruel reality. Right. It is not the mom that is your problem. It's, it's time to move on. It is her. It is time to move on. Right. Hopefully you can find someone whose parents either live out of town or deceased. <laughs> but the, the good news is you make such a nice first impression mm -hmm. that this woman's mom would want to introduce you to the, to the daughter. So you have social skills. You, you present a, a good first impression. So, you know, you're, you're going to do well. Right. But the flip side is, is he then 
shows a side of him that is almost maniacal. <laughs> I'm just guessing here. But the point is, is he does something to turn him off in a hurry because not many moms like you enough to set you up and then double back and pry you away from their from their daughters. So you're telling Steve he's looking at a life of first dates. A life of first dates. And we'll be back with Barry's first date after this. Call Loveline at 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. We'll be right back. Everybody, you've heard Adam and I talk about Lumosity.com. And you know you work hard to stay in shape. Physically, you eat right, you go to the gym. What about the brain? It's important to keep the brains healthy, too. You can stay sharp and focused in work and everyday life with Lumosity.com. It's like a personal trainer for your brain. They give you quick daily online workouts, and it's based on the science of something called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is Lumosity.com's breakthrough. They have online games that give your brain the workout it needs. Be sharper, better problem solver, and, of course, memory is improved. And these games and these exercises are personalized to meet your specific goals. I know I've continued to use Lumosity. They actually check in with you. They give you feedback. You have graphs to see how you've improved. Very fun. Start training with Lumosity.com today. Go to Lumosity.com and click on Start Training to begin for free. That is Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Hello, I'm Damon. I'm Dave. I'm Graham. And we are Collectively Blur, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Favorite. All right, uh, Mike, take the Blur card out of <laughs> wherever. The, I want you to physically destroy it. Thank you. Yes. I almost, we lost half our listeners just on that 30-second thing. My God. Those guys. I'm sure they're fine if you get them, <laughs> if you catch them while they're uh, uh, re- receiving oral sex in, in, in drunk. But in terms of, oh, they're like a sedative, those guys. I don't know whether to sleep, cry, or kill myself. They're nothing like you, Barry. <laughs> well, they're banned. Just play music. You're a talker. You don't play an no, instrument, do you? No, no, not. I don't even do the kazoo. Thank <laughs> good. Uh, is that what you're calling it these? Oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah. No, I'm hip. No, you're really talking about playing the kazoo. Yeah, the kazoo. Okay, now that's the voice of Barry Nolan. You know him from hard copy. Yes. <laughs> okay, Mike. Yes. Yes, we're on our game. Let me get the phone number out for Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And when we left off, we were talking about Barry putting a contract out on Ava Gabor and actually having <laughs> her killed. You know, I actually, I thought about doing uh, uh, writing a script for a, a movie of the week based on a town... Ta- the the great tabloid reporters like the Steve Dunleavy's of this world oh, are such sure. great characters, and the the uh, the competition for those stories that used to go on. You know, I, I remember uh, when we were all the shows were down in Palm Beach covering some Roxanne Pulitzer nonsense, you know? right? And the kind of dirty tricks that they would pull on each other, just in part to entertain themselves and in part to get an edge in the competition, doing things like. They'd, I know somebody who would, when Steve Dunleavy was in town, they'd meet, see him in a bar, because you always meet in bars uh, doing those stories. 
And I go, Steve, how are you? Where are you staying? I stay at the breakers, mate. He said, how are you? I said, fine. I, I, excuse me. i got to go make a phone call. And my friend that told me this story would go to the payphone and call up the breakers and say, I'm Steve Dunlavy's assistant. Uh, I've been called away out of town. Could you please have the bellman pack all my stuff and check me out of the room and leave it down at the bell office? And you can give my room away because I won't be needing it. Really? They do that. It's a cutthroat business. Oh, God, yes. Because you have to get on it first, right? I mean, you have to break a lot of these stories. There's uh, people that would crawl over broken glass and eat live bees to get the edge on on the story. And now, do you guys do a lot of... um Subcontracting. I mean, do you do you have people out there taking pictures, getting stories, and you're paying them like piecework? Oh well, basically, nowadays a great deal of the sort of interesting celebrity stuff is uh, the result of these sort of freelance paparazzi guys that grab their eight millimeter camera and live in front of you know the Viper Room. So you don't have guys that specifically work for no. hard copy per se. But they'll sell it to the highest bidder. They they get interesting video, and they have the rights to the video. And they say, you want to see uh, this fascinating video of, of Julia Roberts. Talking uh, to Matthew Perry's mom. Matthew that's got to be worth at least five and, bucks. And petting his dog, that's another five. Right. So uh, they, they will they will let you have the rights to a, a couple of showings of, of that video. Now, I, do you need to substantiate? These stories beforehand. Oh God, yeah. They have. We we have a lawyer on staff who sweats bullets every day. This guy, this really nice guy named Adam, and uh, he has to hold all the reporters' feet to the fire and and see that you have a reasonable source for that. When and the, the sort of celebrity stuff, I think there's probably a looser criteria for exactly how right you get it. But for when they when they cover when Diane and Doug cover uh, Doug Bruckner who works for us uh, right. when they cover the big stories, uh, Michael Jackson story or the O.J. Simpson stories, uh, there are if if they tell you that and Adam the lawyer passes on it, you you can take it to the bank. Well, there's a smart guy named Adam. There's a smart yes. There's I, one I've smart never, guy. I still haven't gotten past one that. smart guy. He went to college and stuff. <laughs> yeah, law school. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I can <laughs> get rid of that. Okay, Matt. All righty then. Bruce. Yeah, how you doing? Good. All right. Um, first, I want to say hi to Dr. Drew. Hey, Bruce. Um, Barry. Hey, Bruce. And, um, I loved all the Amy Fisher, Amy Fisher stories. <laughs> uh, Amy Fisher probably is going to have some really interesting stories when she gets out of prison, too. <laughs> True inspiration. What's going on? All right. Um, I got a question first uh, for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I was diagnosed a couple years ago as having hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. And, well, I want to first know, is that a death sentence? Not necessarily. The treatment with alpha interferon. You're getting interferon now? Not yet. I want to know. I'm kind of researching the side effects on that. Well, here's the deal. Uh, so you have chronic hepatitis C. Yes. Were you an IV drug addict? No. How'd you get it? Uh, through blood work. Through, through basically um, getting blood products back in 1984. Why were you getting transfused? Um, I was having a, <laughs> a long story, but I was getting a bone marrow and some surgery done through my spine, and they it's given me plasma. All right. And so you got contaminated blood. Right, which is real common. I mean, when people get hepatitis from transfusions today, that's basically hepatitis C. 
About 60% of hepatitis C becomes chronic. About half of those will progress to cirrhosis, and about 10 or 20% of those can get uh, cancer of the liver. So this attacks the liver. This hepatitis. It's, hepatitis means inflammation of the liver, and this is viral hepatitis. Don't, don't give me that puss. I know that, but there's people that don't. Wow. Uh, he's drawing you out. Yeah, he's got and, such a high horse he's on. Sorry. I've got to get climb back up on it tonight after being so roundly Oh, you missed the last time. Night. We had Drew's wife in last time, and we basically Destroyed drew me. and quartered Dr. <laughs> Drew yeah, yeah, basically. in front of God and everyone. Yeah. It was, it, oh. If I died on the way home, it would have been a fulfilling life. <laughs> but okay, Bruce, let's get down. Let's get you back. You guys have bonded in this job. I yeah, see. well, yes, we had a we bond. We both hate each other. We <laughs> yeah, agree on exactly. That. Um, in any event, uh, so you now have chronic hepatitis C. What you want to do is prevent that from progressing to the more serious complications like cirrhosis. And absolutely, I would take advantage of the treatments that are out there. Interferon is one of the treatments. There are multiple treatments being investigated. The, dis the damage that's done to the liver from hepatitis B C appears to be the result of the viral activity. So if you suppress the virus, you suppress the damage. It's a little different with hepatitis B where there seems to be sort of an immune-mediated reaction to the virus. So go after it. Definitely, absolutely, no doubt about it. If you have chronic hepatitis C, you can you can really do well with the treatments. Barry? Is he going to be a, uh, a liver transplant, transplant candidate? candidate later then? Well, if he progresses, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I have a patient right now who's on deck for a liver. And we got to uh, wait for some alcoholic celebrities to get theirs first, naturally, so that folks like Bruce, who got it the honest way through a blood transfusion, you know what I'm saying? What is that? I, I wondered that myself. I don't know. You wonder? I, 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 curious. I, my, my patients queue up for years for a liver, and uh, old Mickey Mouse seemed to come up with them pretty quick in some rather spurious circumstances. Now, when you're waiting for a liver, do you have to actually be at the hospital no. waiting, even if it's years? Well, no. But if your liver fails, you're getting. Right. Okay. But remember, there's all kinds of ways that you can increase your chances of getting the liver. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not, remember I'm never... the the uh, Jamie Fisk. Yeah. Remember the 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 father who went on television. And in a press conference, did this great emotional plea. So you can get for sort of a little daughter, Jamie Fisk. You can get sort of a donor directed liver. You, get, you know, somebody says, yeah. I want to donate this liver to this person. Right? And she was a lovely little girl, and the, the appeal worked. Uh. And she basically jumped up way ahead in, in the waiting line for, for a liver. Got the, I mean, she's help, happy and healthy and thriving today. So there's yeah. all kinds of ways, if you get really yeah. motivated, uh, you can f become a movie star before you get uh, need the transplant, or you can really make a, a, a high-profile effort to move yourself up the line. Yeah, if I ever get cirrhosis, but I'm it's going, at the expense of others. Mm. I'm going right into the porn industry, make myself a name. Now, <laughs> you have yourself a vehicle in case you or any of your family members. That's why I went into this, and that's why you drink so heavily without a care. I, I'm anticipating the need for multiple organs, and so that's why I went into the business. <laughs> Uh, now, I want to talk about this for just one more one more minute because how many – you know, a lot of people do not have the donor stickers on their, li right, on right, their licenses. Right. I, have a, I have an idea for this, by the way. I think you sh the, the sticker, yeah. instead of just that little round donor, that pink – it should be the shape of the organ that you want to donate. Right. Like you could have like like your intestines. Right, heart and or whatever. You could go all the way around. Or make, make it frame the license, you mean. A nice border, a border. No, I'm saying make the sticker the shape of a, a yeah. liver, the yeah, shape like, of like a lung. Yeah, I'm gonna donate my brain. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> to a women's <laughs> soccer team in <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> uh, all right, real fast. Let's go back to the phones, Vanessa. Um, hi. 
Hi. Um, I'm 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering the average age of a teenage girl to lose her virginity. 35. Oh. Yeah. Old. Yeah, you got like 20 years. I don't want to wait that long. Mm, I, you could shave it down to 15 if you... There are certain manuals that you need to study. Uh-huh. You heard of the pop-up Kama Sutra? No. How, it, Is there a question there? <clears throat> I think that was more of a statement. <laughs> I, and by the way, I wish someone would make that s- statement about me once in a while. Uh, her, the, her boyfriend's penis size scared, scared the her. crap, scared the, the bejesus yeah. out of her, and now you're scared to have sex with a guy. But you're too young anyway. Right. You know, I think a lot of people would feel that if you're too young for intercourse, you're, you might even be too young for oral sex. Right, but in this day and age, it, it, where the title yeah. is king, just maintaining your virginity. I mean, you could have anal sex. Yeah, there's a strange and, thing and, going on culturally. And, and blow yeah. a, an, an entire uh, softball team and still maintain your virtue if you were technically yeah, a virgin. You had an intact hymen. Is, that's it, all that counts. Is, is that the, the case, caller, with, with, your, you, with your friends, that if you... We let her go. Oh, we did? She's off to her boyfriend's house. I heard some, some data came out last night that uh, suggested the average male age of losing virginity was 17. Males seem to yeah. end it, uh, lose it later than females. Yes. Yeah. But there's a four-year gap between the average age at which males lose their virginity and the average age at which they claim. Right. And, yeah. and if you're like me, a six-year gap between the time you actually lose your virginity and the actual time you see another woman naked. <laughs> I was like, I, I lost it when I was 16 and had to wait till I was 28 before I actually got to grope another breast. But listen, uh, oh well. a painful <laughs> memory. You should call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Hello, Loveline. Loveline will be right back. I used to sing love songs. Mm, I want to make love to you. But with mask flavored gel strips, couples have found a new way to spark their romance. They're oily dissolvable and conceal any unpleasant tastes while pleasuring your man. And the subsequent climax, taking your romance to, oh yeah. So now I'm stuck asking, do you want fries with that baby? Introducing Mask. Visit yourmask.com. Memorable jingles here, Barry. The Barry I speak of is Barry Nolan of Hard Copy. Now you know who he is. Love that ball. CBS doing quite well, the show? Yeah, the show continues to do well in the ratings. It's you know, one of the most successful syndicated shows going, and I gather we're going to have stiff competition in the future. Oh, yes, we have a little TV show of our own that will be coming out, but I'm sure we'll be on in different time slots, so uh, we should be okay. We won't whoop your butt immediately until they Thank you for taking it easy. But you will have a grand time chasing down Adam's past and his present (laughs) escapades. Oh, that's right. (laughs) 
The, we have a whole caught on tape series ready. Oh, I have no oh, doubt. Adam. I have no doubt. Now, you, we can also use some of the material that you, I, I, this faxed material that you just got. Fascinating. And a good segue. We got something from, uh, what What publication is this, Anne? Men's Anne, Health. Men's Health. Oh, you got a mind like a steel trap. Uh, this basically breaks down the penis. Uh, I'm going to give you some numbers here. You, You've got to imagine how painful that could be. Breaking down the penis. Average length and diameter, flaccid. And for those of you who missed that day in biology, that is when you, when your grandmother comes over. That's when your <laughs> penis is, is most fl at its most flaccid. That means uh, drooping like a, like a, like a curtain. 3.5, so that's three and a half inches, flaccid. And that's what I call the gym dick. By the way, which I have a nice one of. I wish it. I only wish it got larger when you I was mean, out of the gym. You mean Jim G Y M? Right. When I'm walking around the gym, I'm not okay. one of these guys that wraps a towel around me. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm not ashamed. I'll walk around. And I look go. good. I, I'll go out and pump a little iron, nerd. Of course, I'll put the towel down. You know, <clears throat> but but it just doesn't get a whole a whole lot bigger that's wrong 1.25 inches in uh, circumference or uh, sir, sorry not circumference that would be around it but diameter that is just the width of it so that's an inch and a quarter width by 3.3 inches flaccid average length and diameter erect now get ready because this is some good news mike get some kind of music ready for this average length of a penis erect 5.1 inches. I, I was telling Barry during the commercial that in a few weeks it's going to get under, it's going to get into the fours. Now, where does, Dr. Drew, the, the concept of average being somewhere around six inches come from? And was that something put out to make us all feel? I don't know. It's been but around as, But as you know, you can, you can collect time. that in many different ways. And I, I don't know how this was collected either. So I'm, I'm thinking through the mail. I don't know, but I'm, I'm sure that a great excessive health care dollars were spent investigating can't relevant material, slot, important stuff like this. Uh, just, I'm, right. just, I'm glad we're putting right. spending a lot of air time hey, at Drew, it, too. Hey, hey, look, there goes your high horse. There, go get on it. Get on your high horse over there, Mr. Trojan Man. And let us finish the entertaining part of this show. Uh, 1.6 inches in width when it's erect. So, uh, interestingly enough, you only gain about a quarter inch between flaccid and erect on the width department, but you do uh, gain a considerable amount in length. Uh, average percent increase in volume of uh, blood, I guess, 300%, or not in blood, just 300% larger. Uh, longest medically recorded erection. God, I wish my name was on that. 12 inches. Whoa. Yes, that's right. Uh, average erect erection per night, five that's pretty good. That's when you're sleeping. Average duration of each nocturnal erection, 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. Five times 20 to 30 minutes. That's about 100 minutes. So you just have a... 25 minutes. Wait, five, wait five, a minute. 20 minutes per... 20 to 30 20 minutes, minutes, per, 20 minutes is the average erection time. Yeah, yeah. And you're having... Right. Well, Barry did the math. So you just have a perpetual boner. That's got to kill a no lot of guys. you wake up tired some morning. Right, and horny. <laughs> Magic wand makes my penis grow. And the last one, estimated replacement value. 
as if you could put a dollar amount on the replacement. Like you're going to get into some kind of bartering with the doctor. Not a penny over 40000 You charlatan. $50,000. And I'm... A, Apparently, this means as if it was cut off like John Wayne Bobbitt's. And, Drew, you're seeing this estimated replacement value. And like I said, uh, I think you would be in a... Maybe, I wonder if that's in insurance terms or something. No, you've got to wonder, though, too, that if they say estimated replacement value, $50,000, that would seem to imply that there's some range. So if no, someone were to come to you and say, I can save you a lot of money on this, well, it's like when you, there's some shortcuts. Well, let, let, me, let me reassure you guys. If it's gone, it's gone. No, but there, there what is about no John Wayne Bobbitt? That, that's not a replacement. That's a reattachment. reattachment. It's an unusual I, I think case. what this refers to is if you have a disability claim, this yeah. is what you get for no, it. No, I think that's it. it. I think it says estimate. <laughs> Adam, stop dreaming. No, you go out like when you ding up your car. You call the insurance company. You have to take it to a few body shops. You get a couple of estimates, and then you bring back the one, the highest one, the place that looks the best. I think this is the same. We're going to look into that, Drew. But now we're going back to the phones. Rachel. Hello. You're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I'm 14, and I've been smoking for about a year. Um, mm-hmm. What are my chances of getting like, cancer or anything like that? It depends how long you smoke for. At this point, if you've just smoked for a year and you quit now, your chances of getting cancer would be reduced to... Yeah, really, to really the, low. The, I haven't the, quit. Whatever. The problem with young teenagers is that the ones that begin smoking at your age tend to smoke for a long, long time, at least 20 years, perhaps more. Yeah, they have these statistics that say that people, uh, virtually no one gets started after 20 or 21, right? right. right? So it's, it's, it's sort of a new trend. I've seen a fair amount of that. But, yeah, for the most part, if you're going to start, it's, it's as a young adult or teenager. The, one of the things you look at is the, the chances of getting cancer are enormously increased. But there's other things that are an absolute certainty. Uh, you're going to have more bronchial infections. You're going to spend more time coughing. Your voice is going to sound lower. You're going to... Your skin will age. You will, you know, you're if you've ever been about, on these cruise ships. You're talking about Marge Shot. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever looked at, you know, you go on cruise ships where I used, I'd go out on for these TV shows, and you can tell the older women who have spent a lifetime smoking mm-hmm. because there's there's a, there's a loss of elasticity and smoothness to the skin that is very unattractive. And you're going to smell bad. Your hair's going to smell. Your clothes are going to smell. Those things are certainties. You're going to sound like Newt Gingrich's mom. You're going to be. You're going to be one of those people on the cruise ship with blue hair, kind of overweight, and going, "Harry, look at the butter sculpture." And that's at 19. And yeah, here's some more stuff. You get osteoporosis. You get heart disease. It's sort of 50 pack years. We multiply the number of packs per day times the tum- number of years smoked, and the 50 pack years is a cutoff after which you really see a lot of lung cancer. But, fellas, when you weigh that against looking cool in front of the mall, I think it's a small price to pay. Also, cigarette is the gateway drug. Uh, it's the, marijuana is the gateway illicit drug, but nicotine is the gateway drug to other substances. You know why I stopped smoking a long mm-hmm. time ago? Cause it may, I, I stopped smoking because it made me feel so stupid. Because I, you know, I knew all the evidence against it. And every time I smoked, you know, maybe half a pack a day, so it was fairly easy to give up. But just knowing all the evidence against it, and the certainty that the tobacco companies know what they're doing, and that they're hooking you on purpose, knowing all that and continuing to smoke made me just feel dumb. Right. I smoke about, mm, I smoke about somewhere between five and eight cigarettes a day, and I like hide. Now, because I'm scared that I'm gonna I'm gonna get 
confronted like, with confronted your confronted and yeah. laughed at or right. something. Yeah. I mean, you feel dumb. Yeah, you do because yeah. now you know. I mean, you know, in the old days, a guy'd be smoking Chesterfields while he was being, you know, on the Jack Parr show, being interviewed by Jack Parr, or while they were in the, you know, on television. John smoked. Cameron Swayze, when he did the Camel the News Caravan. Guys. Part of one of the early uh, network news broadcasts, the the tobacco company sponsored it, and one of the agreements for their sponsorship was that John Cameron Swayze would always have a lit cigarette on the set. Wow. And uh, so they've been working at getting people to smoke for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They well, you No, know, they used to believe there were health benefits to smoking. Are you aware of that? Physicians used to yeah. prescribe smoke cigarettes. You need some energy? Here's a good way to do it. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, things have changed. Uh, try to give it up. You haven't been hooked for too long. And think of those old ladies looking at the butter sculpture on the cruise ships, and you don't want to look like that. Wayne. Yeah. You're on Love Line. Thanks. How's it going? Good. I'd like to say, Dr. Drew, your wife sounded pretty good last night. She certainly did. Stop yeah. reminding me about last night. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, you have a question? Yeah, I actually have two questions. Um, well, I've been on. A, I've I've been. A, I've had ADHD all my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they had me on Prozac for a while, and uh, made me actually very violent. And now the uh, now they got me on Wellbutrin, and mm. it's kind of making me kind of happy, kind of lack of energy. So you had a lot of mood problems with your right, ADHD. Right, I still have. I have some of those. You know, I don't want to do this, but for I'll some people that that uh, aren't following this, ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Oh, I was trying to figure out what the H was. I knew what the ADD yeah. part was. Um, I believe it's uh, adult deficit disorder or something like attention that. Attention deficit. What the H stands for. Right. Hyperactive. So basically you got a lot of energy and you can't pay attention. Yeah, that's basically it. All right. And um, I was wondering, is there any other thing that, they, that they're giving out for uh, this kind of... Yeah, lots and lots and lots of treatments out there. I mean, they're even using clonidine patches and, uh, you know, you, you should talk. There, there are people that specialize just in the treatment of ADD, ADHD right now. The most commonly uh, prescribed medication is probably Ritalin. The, the stimulants, yeah. Uh, which it acts as a stimulant in most people, but oddly enough, in people with hyperactivity, the, the stimulant can cause them to calm down and find it easier to pay attention. But there's tremendous variation in the way people react to all these medications. Yeah. Now, and, the- and it's a pretty popular diagnosis. Like any, any time yeah. that you see people getting a label... Lots of people receiving a label. There's a good chance it's being over overused. Are, are there people that are lethargic and can't pay attention? That's depression. No, that's a postal worker. Hello, this is my dog. His name's Dave. Sit, sit, stay. Roll over. Roll, roll. No, Dave, no. Loveline will be right back. Stay. Attention former students. Nationwide Student Aid can now help consolidate your federal student loans into one lower monthly payment and potentially save you thousands. In many cases, we can lower your monthly payments in half or more. Nationwide Student Aid can help stop the harassing phone calls, stop the wage garnishments, and even stop the tax liens. Stop worrying. We can help. Call Nationwide Student Aid today for a free consultation at 866-598-6593. That's 866-598-6593. Or visit us online at nationwidestudentaid.com.
this is Adam Carolla, and whenever I'm in town, I listen to Loveline on <laughs> the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number, 310-854-4455. This is the show they call Loveline. He is the doctor they call Dr. Drew because he's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist and not one of these stupid love doctors. Thank you. BS degrees, everyone wearing a freaking nighty. Everyone's an expert these days, and I'd, I'd be interested in Barry. Yes, sir. That's Barry Nolan. He he now he now is going to do my bidding. Well, <laughs> I decided I'm, this while I was taking a piss. I'm your radio slave, yes. <laughs> I looked down in the urinal. I said, Barry will do my bidding. Because you have a team of investigators, yeah. of photographers, yeah. of reporters. Yeah. I want you to investigate some of these people that call themselves doctors who are making all these. Have you guys done something like this? They're making tons of money selling books, selling cassettes, doing seminars. They're up there basically telling you things that you already know. Well, I, I actually did a really interesting investigative piece that busted some uh, some sex experts. That rem- you know those better sex tapes? You've seen them advertised in Playboy right. magazine. See them every place. When those f- tapes first came out, they advertised uh, that they had a couple that were sex therapists as the experts in the tape. And it turns out that this couple uh, had set themselves up as sex therapists down in Florida. And they also became uh, involved in the court system down there as guard in the guardian ad litem program where they are experts that come in when there's a, a custody battle mm-hmm. and the mom wants the kids the dad wants the kids so they bring in an outside expert who uh, the court trusts their opinion right and trusts their judgment and they interview all parties concerned and the experts come in and talk to the court and give their advice and it turns out that these people who were involved in you know having their judgment trusted had w- weren't in fact what they purported to be the the degrees that they said they had were actually from um, a mail order degree program Hollywood upstairs Los- medical college and that they didn't even finish the mail order program wait speaking of finish we're going to we're going to break for 10 and then we're going to come back and Barry you're going to finish this okay. story this is Loveline on radio station All right, now we're back with Barry Nolan. Let me give the phone number. Let me reset real quickly here. I'm Adam Carroll, Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. And Barry, before I so rudely cut him off, was in the middle of talking about one of his crack investigations. So we, we are talking to these people that are the sex experts but also are involved in the court program to help adjudicate child custody cases. Jesus. And the court is depending on these people to have good judgment. Well, these people have claimed to have received a Ph.D. from this mail order, you know, diploma mill, and they didn't even finish the mail order work. And I'm doing this interview with this guy who he won't allow the cameras in. And I said, well, what, what led you? He says, well, actually, I thought I'd finished all the work. I thought I'd, you know, I'd, I'd done everything. I, we assumed we'd graduated. I said, well, what, what made you actually think that you'd, you'd finished it? Says, well, I mean, we we graduated. We went through the ceremony. We rented our caps and gowns, 
And I call the mail order diploma mill. They don't have that. They don't have a graduation ceremony. What are you going to do? Show up at the post office? <laughs> and it turns out that these people also were active members at this local swingers club. And, oh, my you know, God. he lied about his bust for marijuana and stuff. And, it, you know, it's one thing to, to smoke marijuana uh, or to have an unactive sexual life, but to string all these things together and uh, to be somebody that the court relies on for your sober judgment right. in something that is the most delicate kind of negotiation. Boy, they, they deserve to be bust. And when I busted these guys, and when the story aired, the wife called me up the next day and said, it's terrible what you've done to my husband, Fred. He saw that story, and if he commits suicide, it'll be your fault. We and I thought, well, more demonstration of his sound judgment. Yes, it was pathology. He should send away for a uh, sanity degree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can get him to the mail. Oh, yeah, I got a, I got a windbreaker that says I'm certified <laughs> as sane. I wear it proudly on the but weekend. The thing I learned is that it's never a bad idea if you're involved in any kind of uh, confrontation like that with through the court or with a doctor or what it's never a bad idea to really look into the background or certification oh, of people you know what? that absolutely anybody that i deal with in my professional life who is worth a damn would be happy to talk to you about their training yeah they, nobody ever asked that because nobody really understands what that even is and people it, people be feel happy it's to a little you. they think it's insulting no, to ask no. somebody yeah, about you their are background more, you'd be more than happy to talk about your level of training your certification where you've been where you trained and, and I, I have no problem with that ever and it's wants to talk very about easy to call the if you say you graduated from yale you can call the the registrar at yale and confirm whether or not the the person graduated when they claimed they did all right so like the devil I am going to command you to do my bidding to weed out these these uh, flimflam artists, these these snake oil peddlers, and and to get these people off the air because we have a real doctor here. And he's very good, and he's Thank a you. certified doctor. And I believe now you, that, you don't even know what that means, though. Well, just shut up! I'm going. Right. The point is, there's, there goes the horse. Get on the horse. <laughs> the the thing is, is is it sort of it it degrades his. Right. His oh, believe me, it does. Position because we get a lot of people going. Oh, yeah, it's Drew the Love Doctor or something, and Thank he's you. not wearing a negligee all the time. That's what I'm saying. Dan, Would you let him operate on you? I, I'll let him do it right now. He checked me for a hernia the other Is day. Is there something we could? <laughs> and, and let me ask you. I'm no doctor, but do you have to put your thumb in the guy's ass to check for a hernia? That didn't. That didn't. That didn't gel well. God forbid I was going to say anything. Dan, you're on the love line. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, I've been I went out with this girl for two and a half years, and then we we broke up because she was like cheating on me and stuff. Yes. And ever since then, I can't be with anyone else because I think about her. How long ago was that? Two and a half years. Six months. Six months ago, you broke up. They went out for Dan went out for two and a half years. She cheated on him. They broke up six months ago, and he still can't be immersed in that. By the way, the average duration of sort of grief five point one inches. Six months. Oh, right. right. That somebody goes through after a breakup is about six months. So it takes about that long to get over the loss of relationship if you really are involved with someone. And the older you get, the shorter that period gets. It's it's an average duration. When I killed my first man. I, I really couldn't sleep that night. For weeks, I couldn't sleep. Now, 
It's nothing. Do you know what I'm saying, Barry? <laughs> what what kind of uh, social activities have you been engaged in in the past couple well, of months or so? Since I broke up with my girlfriend, yeah. I've I've been with like four other girls. You've been with in an intimate sense, you mean? Yeah. Hmm. But I can't. Sorry, I'm sorry. She's got my heart in a jar on her bed. Can you go to her place and get it back? I don't know. I've tried. Oh, he was months. he wasn't being lit. That was that was a figurative thing he said. Dan, I have been through this. And Drew has been through this. Yeah. And I'm going to say Barry has too I've and not even this. care if he's been through it or not. I've been through it. All right. We know what it's like, and especially at that tender age of 18, right. which Dan is, it feels like the end of the world. I think sucking chest wound yeah. brings yes. the right. right thing. Right. Yes. And, and thank God you had the sensibility not to say sucking something else. I had no idea I heard sucking. I was but like, Dan, yes. it, Dan you, you really sound genuinely depressed. I mean, just listening to your voice, I mean, you sound almost vegetative in, in the quality of what's going on with you. I mean, I'm glad to hear that you're able to go out and socialize. I think that's what Barry is getting at, that you're able to go out there and try to reengage. And the probability is you're going to get over this. Uh, so long as you're able to continue to find enjoyment in things in life and pursue productive things, this will end eventually. If it doesn't, that's the time to begin to seek some professional help, perhaps, because depressions in your age can become rather profound uh, at times, and they get kind of dangerous, too, particularly young males that age. They have an amazing propensity to plan out and complete suicide. To be perseverant in their, in their ideation, to be thinking right, constantly You're losing the audience the again with the ideation, the perseverant but, part. But Dr. Drew's uh, statement about that at typical time is six months should be comfort to him to know that it, it really is normal yeah. to be this bummed this long, but it does end. Right, yeah. although he could be the one screwing up the curve. He could be at the two-year mark. Kevin! Yeah. <laughs> but if he, is, he, if he is, he needs to get <laughs> no, out. No, no, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He, it will pass. It is one of these yeah. things. There's no advice. There's no mir miracle cure. Especially the first, It sounds like it that was just, the first one, too. Right. It yeah. just will yeah. pass. And then you will run in her, to her at a mall nine years from now. She'll be 40 pounds overweight and have nine kids. And you'll look at her and you go, oh, Christ, what was I thinking? Kevin. Yeah. You're on Love Line. Hi. Hi. Um, I got a uh, question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, me and my girlfriend, uh, we eventually plan to have a baby, mm -hmm. and uh, she's got her tubes tied. Right. And I was wondering if there's any way, you know, you can go to a fertility clinic or she can be inseminated or anything. Do you know what kind of procedure she had done? Um, she said, uh, at first she said, I think she said they were cut. I don't yeah. know if they... Well, often they cut them, tie them, and burn them. And if, and, and if all that was done, what's that? Is that what they do? Well, that, that's, that's... Why don't they just sew your crotch shut? <laughs> I suppose they could do that, too. My God, they cut them. Knowing Because they, they recalibrate. They grow back really the, easily. The, the reason you, you have the operation done is you really don't want to have yeah. more children. And they, they grow no back. Kidding. And they want to be careful about it. No, they, they, it's amazing how frequently well, they, don't they grow want to back. Get, they don't want to get sued. Is what they no, don't they get grow them. back, Adam, yeah. for Christ's sake. And, and, but the <laughs> fact is... Given that we don't know exactly what the procedure was, uh, it's possible that it could be surgically repaired. Also, you got to remember that this day and age, you can do things like... Um, in vitro fertilization, this kind of stuff. There are, there are lots of fertility yeah, tubes. How, how you, don't, you don't have to have functioning tubes to have a, a, a pregnancy, okay? How old is your girlfriend? That's what I was wondering. How old is she, Kevin? She's 28. 
28? Yeah. that mean anything to you, Barry? Huh? Barry's looking no, like he had That's her. kind of young to have, to have had your tubes tied. And, well, but she's it all, got a couple kids already. Okay, but it also means, you know, she's, she's really healthy, and uh, so uh-huh. you, you have a lot of options ahead of you. Yeah. yeah they get kind of expensive, and there's a lot yeah. of controversy. Do you guys ever read those fertility stories? Uh, no, we, we have run stories about uh, like the thing. very low rate of success with many of the no uh, no ratings there. See, I, though. I get I get so I get kind of upset at those because I'm a, I, we're a, a success story in a fertility campaign. We have triplets, and I send lots of patients to those clinics, and most do fine. I mean, Nobody really... wants to hear about the success, though. Well, well, now that they they are starting a, a new. Uh, Procedure where when you go to a fertility clinic and in some places uh, you are told how much it's going to be mm. and if you don't achieve success after three tries they refund the bulk of the money. Mm. I mean you end up paying something like eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, but it's not a twenty-five thousand dollar procedure for right. which you eventually have nothing to show. And right. you get an ovary shaped keychain too in a lot of places. <laughs> You and a bucket of chicken. We can just add an ovary sticker to your license. And let me ask you something: this uh, this question here, Doctor Drew. Yeah. Uh, the her her fallopian tubes are is that right. the tubes? That's that, the tubes. Yeah. Right now. All right. So I'm going. Yeah. I'm saying, shouldn't you be able to pick up some fallopian tubing somewhere else and and, and reconnect it? I mean, is there some sort of like from government else? warehouse? We know how they stockpile cheese. <laughs> I'm saying, is there some pier somewhere? You know, refrigerated. You know, I'm, I'm no dummy, but I'm saying, could you go, you know, take a few lineal they, they, feet of fallopian tubing? He actually has an interesting point. They, they certainly do have uh, artificial Everything arteries else. and yeah. veins that they can insert in places. Now, why wouldn't they have what artificial animal? tubes? What I'm, animal I'm, you know, I, mirrors that, the human, like a sheep or something? No, you know, look, they you, don't, say you don't want to put... The uterus of the no, sheep. you don't want to put tissue in. But, but I, I, I don't know for a fact what the surgical options are. I'm not a gynecologist. There may well be a lot of stuff I, out there. I bet you wish you went that direction, though, don't you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to try to get that you out. Got of really throat. weird calls. I, 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 no for kidding. a while, I thought I was going to be a gynecologist. Frankly, really, me too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I looked at so much pornography before I was sixteen. I actually got a degree bestowed upon me. No one knows more about the female anatomy than Adam Carolla. Robert. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Um, I have a question about vasectomy. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We got to get Mike. Oh, Engineer yeah. Mike, the expert on vasectomies, who's sitting there. Self-proclaimed expert, yeah. Yes. Um, I understand that they're reversible. Some of them, um, and, and sometimes. You got to turn your nuts inside out? <laughs> well, I'm just not interested in having a <laughs> One child quite plan. yet. Right. Um, Robert, if, if he, I would suggest in, uh, that if you are not interested in permanently altering your fertility, you wouldn't do this. How old are you, Robert? I'm 20. All right, now that seems wear a con. Wear a con. Now wait, let's talk to Engineer Mike for just a second because he recently, as, as those of you who listen to this show regularly know, had this procedure correct performed yeah. on him. And now, Mike, you're 28, correct? 28, yeah. And you had to go through a screening process, correct? Yeah, I went through a screening process, and in fact, the doc, my doctor, told me that he wouldn't recommend me doing it. He still, he thought I was still too young, and I'm 28. Be, it was this a whole HMO thing where they're trying to save a few bucks? That or? was it, yeah. You think that, so? That or? was part of it, I think. But are, are you married? Am I married? No. Yeah. Children? No. No. Gay guy? No. Okay. Well, Why would a gay man the, need a vasectomy? I had to ask. One of the things that uh, that any doctor is likely to to tell you is if you have never been married, have never had children, uh, at the age of twenty eight and until you get into your thirties, you were probably a little bit 
you know, it, it's kind of early to be making the decision, I will never have children. Yeah, it's, it's not as though this is a simple spigot you can insert uh, in like you would in your house plumbing. This is a real, real surgery, and it's meant to prevent pregnancy and not to be something the transient me, put in place as a means of contraception. Let me ask. I was wondering about the, the reversal process as well. From what, yeah, from what they told chancy. me, the the longer it's it's been since you had it done, the less chance there is of it being reversible. That's true, and reversibility is not guaranteed. Voice of Engineer Mike. Okay. Played by Engineer Mike. But uh, I'm also kind of counting on on the progression of technology. That Robert. The, Robert. <laughs> and then the, a meteor is going to hit the planet soon too, so we really won't have to yeah. worry about yeah. it. It's a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a condom. Um, okay, so you wouldn't recommend it, even though. The technology by the time that I'll want children will be. I think that is a long shot. No, it's a terrible thing. I don't think any doctor would would do it based on that expectation. That's like sort of planning your life around the expectation of achieving warp speed right. and being beamed up. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like going. Well, I can I can smoke three packs at Chesterfield's a day and drink a fifth at uh, Johnny Walker because replacement there. They'll just freeze me when I'm 45, <laughs> and then well, it'll be like some bad Woody Allen. Movie, but here's what I wanted to ask, and there is no bad Woody Allen movie. I was just I thinking the same thing. Yes, I, yes. I love Woody Allen, but but let me let me just ask you this in, in terms of fertility. Although the front wasn't that good. Okay, okay. what who, who you Siskel or Ebert over there? Hey, there goes the horse. <laughs> Get on the horse, Drew. Let me talk to Barry for a second, now. since he and and you really, if anything goes on over at Hard Copy, not not that you're not doing a fine job, but if you know contract needs to be renegotiated, they're going to cut you loose or something. You come over here and take Drew's spot. <laughs> Do you get to keep the horse? You yes, <laughs> you, you get a mule. You because you are a Renaissance man. You you know what you are? No. You're like a spice rack. There's a little something. <laughs> well, There's a little right. something there. A little tarragon, a little no. paprika, a little you know. cumin. Or come in, or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> you know what happens if you if you work in television long enough, you really get obnoxious. No because kidding. You, you've you've done a story on you know if, if you've been doing it fifteen years or so, you've done a story on nearly everything, and so you know you know that much about nearly everything. Hmm. So you go to cocktail parties and people come you know say. Uh, my mother lives in Costa Rica. Costa Rica, interesting country. You know, their principal export. Mm. And name anything. And you know that much, just enough to make yourself obnoxious. Right. So so you become a BS artist. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I'm looking that's what forward to That's what I got my becoming. degree in. <laughs> now, I want to ask back to the fertility thing for just one second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Drew back into the fray here Thank for you. a second. Uh, do, would a guy like Mike, the engineer, would he have some? Would he like freeze a tube sock or something? Something with some sperm on it? Would they take a sample? Would they do something so that if after then he's going to get married? Mm. And what if his wife wanted to be inseminated at some point? Could they do that? No. Why not? No. Could they? Could he freeze some sperm? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He could do that. Did you, know, you, did you do that? Did you do that, Mike? Why not? I mean, just as a precaution. Because if you're sure, you're sure. Why would I want to fail? Say, I'm, I'm sure. How many I don't things want kids. have you be sure of How in your long life? Would it take you to whack off into a Dixie cup for Christ's sake? <laughs> also, I, I just did right there. It's not a commitment. <laughs> How many things in your life are you have you been assured, uh, uh, certain of, and ten years later find out it was absolutely not anything to do with how you felt subsequently? How many people uh, were born two. Republican? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and in 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 this guy was uh, worshipped L. Ron Hubbard over here for <laughs> for years. He built a small shrine to him, and now he feels like a fool. Actually, I did think about the freezing thing, but but uh, my fiance and I discussed it. If we want to have kids, we'll adopt. 
I've what, if, what if your marriage doesn't work out and you want to get a new Oh, okay, Drew. Don't family. examine every possibility I'm, 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 of my gonna, crappy life. I'm going to clone my girlfriend. Okay. I, I visited a lab in Singapore Could where I have they the developed extra one? the technology to also freeze uh, eggs. Yeah. And uh, and for long periods of time, for long yeah. periods of time, you can do that so. at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Are you talking human, about human eggs? Oh, human, oh you know, that's different. Eggs. Yes. And so what? What's strange is that we begin to have some interesting ethical possibilities down the pike. If you have uh, Adam's frozen sperm and. You know, That's Madonna's a, frozen eggs, oh they can God. be put together without having ever met. Adam's frozen sperm sounds like, like a self-serve <laughs> yogurt. It's a soft serve, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Would you like some jimmies with that, man? Ouch. Well, they're, they're, this right, state. Right, so we could, right. Now, wait a minute. You're California, God. California is, is uh, working on some legislation to try to prevent any use of this material, of, of germ cells. Without the explicit consent of the NFL, the origin, oh. the, but, the original you know, owner. The pirated merchandise is a problem in all kinds right, of right, areas. Right, right. And just imagine what you know, Madonna eggs. So some guy'd be on the street selling bootleg Adam sperm. Another guy like shaking it, holding <laughs> up the light. <laughs> Wait, they're bumping into each other. This could be the real thing. One of them snapping, the other one's masturbating. Okay. <laughs> I can see that's a bargain, Adam. Oh, yeah. Adam stuff. Yeah, come on down to Adam's Sperm Shack. We got to move sperm. We're having a parking lot sale. No reasonable offer refuse. <laughs> Some guy with big cowboy The new hat. models are coming in right after the uh, next month's penthouse. I want you to meet my sperm spot. I could go wing walking. Oh, it could be, it could be wild. Well, Barry, you know, on that note, I like to go out on a high note. Like yeah, this. you know, let, let's, you've been such a great guest. Just plug the show just for a moment. Let's talk about hard copy for just 30 seconds. We're on here in uh, Los Angeles at uh, 7 o'clock on uh, KCBS. Right. And uh, tomorrow night, it's, jeez, I forget what it is. Matthew <laughs> Perry's dad it's somebody, meets Matthew, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I think they, they, they have a puppy. <laughs> and we'll talk to the puppy and the puppy's psychic. And and is it on around seven o'clock around the country, no, or is it, it on all different? Check times? your local listings. It's a syndicated show, which means it can be on uh, as early as four o'clock in some cities like Boston. Right. And uh, you know, but it's it's all over. It's in, in, in I gather in India, it's like appointment television. Go figure. Really? Why the people in India? Would care about Matthew Perry and Julia Roberts and why? Because they they're 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 barefoot. They're living off a of curry. They got nothing. They got got cows walking through the street and they're like praising their <laughs> movements and things. They got nothing better than Perry over there. I know. I know India. I, you know, it's all sandals you, you, and they they're wearing sheets and everyone's everyone's thin. I'll give them that. You really summed this up nicely. Yes. Yes. I'm a man. Of and the nobody's world. too rich. No. Is that the way it works? It's very fair over there. Yeah. Everyone, let's all be poor together. Okay. Agreed upon. <laughs> All right, well, we want to thank Barry Nolan for coming in and being such a sport. Make sure and watch Hard Copy. If you can't watch it, tape it, and then if you got to fill out one of those Nielsen books, just actually, I want you just to paste a picture of Barry in it. <laughs> That's the kind of ratings I want for you, and we'll be back. Line. 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 Love Line. We'll be right back. Yeah.
No doubt you've tried streaming hit shows on your PC on Hulu.com. Well, now it is time to get your free trial. That's right, free trial of exclusive content in your living room, on your mobile devices, on Hulu+. Plus. With Hulu+, Plus, you get total control to watch thousands of shows wherever you want, whenever you want. Use Hulu Plus on connected TVs, game consoles, Blu-ray players, Roku, Apple TV, PC, or watch from anywhere on your smartphone or tablet on demand at all times. Binge on full seasons. I know one of my kids has been doing this lately. He was watching a New Girl. You can watch the current season. The new episodes air the day after, and he was binging on that, of course. Your favorite current shows, even full series of classic TV shows. It is endless. They've got Community, Modern Family, South Park, SNL, Family Guy, and more. Hulu Plus, $7.99 per month at HuluPlus.com. And right now, they are offering an extended free trial of Hulu Plus available only to podcast listeners. Take control of your TV watching experience. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash loveline. That's right. HuluPlus.com forward slash loveline for your extended free trial. HuluPlus.com forward slash loveline. was quite a guy I, I i was sort of after only seeing his work on tv and stuff i thought he was gonna come in here and we were gonna like lock antlers a little and i was gonna make fun of the show and he was gonna get pissed off and 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 all that but but he had a real good sense of humor he's a real ambassador and he's a smart guy and uh seems to know more about the medical field than you drew All right, he doesn't. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. I know what I would feel like if someone accused a guest of knowing more about napping <laughs> or preparing for a nap than, than I, and, and I know that hurts. It's a pretty low blow. Yeah, certainly would. Uh, 1-800-568-3191. Faxes, 310-854-4455. And it's time to go back to the phones. Chad. Hey, what's up? Nothing. You're on Loveline. Yeah, I had um, two questions. Mm-hmm. First question was me and this girl were together and we got really really high together. You you say work together? No, we were together. You were together, okay? Yeah, and we got really really high together and we sort of slept together and it seemed like it didn't last as long when I was high. Mm-hmm. Is it true that if um you smoke weed a lot that it makes it so it doesn't last as long or while you're high or something? You, you, you mean? Put the bong down, Drew. I want to answer your question. <laughs> Do you mean you achieve orgasm faster? Yeah, it seems like that. What it is is you 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 just want to hurry up and finish up so you can head to the head to the kitchen and, and grab yourself like a Pepsi and some Funyuns. Oh, when you got the munchies or something. That's that's what happens. No, I most drugs kind of drag it out, don't most they? Most drugs affect something. It's hard to predict how it's going to affect a given individual. Uh, this drug probably yeah would make it less likely to be a quick. But and, for you, it's affecting you differently. And, and don't everyone go out and start getting baked before they go to their girlfriend's right. house thinking that this is going to tack 20 minutes onto it because there's there's something called quality that's involved with sex. Guys are very into quantity. Well, The size of their penis, the length of the sex, they're not so much into the quality. But let me say this. But you are representing the males well in the sense that you are preoccupied with the mechanical aspects rather than the fact that intimacy is an important part of this, too. What, what was that last word? Forget it. Okay. Here's the deal. 
I totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not your fault. No, here's what I was going to say. Uh, most drugs uh, affect the penis, and here's what happens. They affect the brain, right. and you don't realize how much you, of your brain is involved with your penis. Right. So they screw you. They screw up like the control tower, and the Cessna crashes in flames. Right. Got it, Chad. Yeah, and I had one more question. Yep. Yes. Okay. This other question was like I had I had a girlfriend, and she found out that I slept with this other girl, but it happened before I went out with her, mm -hmm. and so she gave me this this BS line that she said that she doesn't enjoy sex, and she I never slept with her, but she has slept with people three times before me. And I'm not a virgin, obviously, and she's not. And she told me she doesn't enjoy it. I want to know. I I love sex. I think it's great. I don't. Chad, Chad, Chad. Quiet. Earth to Chad. Two things you must learn about younger women. First off, because they don't like sex does not mean they can't have sex. They oftentimes do have sex and don't enjoy it because they f because guys like you are pressuring them or they feel. Like they should be having it and should be enjoying it. And again, it's a way of achieving some degree of intimacy in a relationship. And uh, right, right. He's going to pay attention if, to right, me. Right. For and sure. If the guy's it, not there with her emotionally, it is not enjoyable for, to them. For at least five minutes, he's going, he's going to be nice and not watch TV. And number two, a lot of women don't get into it until later on in life. I mean, I talk to a lot of women that are in their later 20s and early 30s, and they are absolute horn dogs, to use a phrase, at this point in their in their sexual careers. And if you ask them, hey, when you're in 10th grade, 11th grade, eh, weren't into it. Right. They're on a little different clock. It's a very cruel, cruel clock for teenage boys. Melissa? You're on Loveline. Hi. Um, my question is, well, recently my husband tried to encourage me into having sexual relations with another woman. Are you calling from inside a steel drum? Does it sound like that? Yeah. What is that sound? Maybe it's my radio. I'll turn it off. Wow, that sounded you, you know like you, you know like that 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 steel drum they play in Jamaica yeah. it had a little yeah. bit of that going. I'm trapped inside one. Actually, it's better now. Okay. Um, yeah. Recently, my husband tried to encourage me to have sexual relations with another woman and I felt really uncomfortable about it and there's that sound again. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. <laughs> and I'm really uncomfortable about it and I don't know what to do. You're uncomfortable mainly the fact that he wanted you to do it or, or yeah. that you are uncomfortable yeah. about the notion of being with a woman? Both. It's kind of upsetting, isn't it? Yeah. That he, that this man who you, who you took these vows... Mm -hmm. With, yeah. is is sort of like trying to, you know, basically make a little porn movie that he directs. I mean, minus the camera. Right. I mean, he's farming you out sexually. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 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 No, no, disrespectful to you. No empathy for your feelings. Is it really? How long have you been married? Um, three years. But on the other hand, you never know until you ask. No, come on. All right, I got to work both. I, you, you understand? I, I understand. have to work both yes, sides here. Yes, you have here. to look at both sides. Is this normal? No. I, I think, uh, first of but all, if, it, but you, it's not totally atypical. It's not unusual for guys to behave like this, but in a marriage, it's in, ridiculous. Yeah. And it's going to destroy your relationship if you actually act on this. Uh, people are always quite surprised by the feelings that are generated by bringing another person into that kind of an intimate encounter. It's not purely a physical event. And certainly the, the women are profoundly affected by it. Men even get affected more, certainly more than they expect. 
my concern is the fact that he's so preoccupied with this and that he would go as far as trying to make plans with you does not speak well for him or the relationship. I was shocked. I, I just didn't know if this was normal. If this it's was not. Like, no. And, and you, you, I don't know how many times I can say that before you're going to accept it. It is not good, not normal. Drew, don't bash the listeners. Melissa. <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. Did you ever indicate to him that you were interested in anything like this? No. I mean, did you guys ever, like, rent a porn movie and, you know, there was a lesbian scene and you kind of went, like, you kind of sat up a little in your yeah. chair? And no. I mean, several years ago we watched porn movies, but, I mean, it so this never is, showed any interest or anything. Th this is kind of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Is he there? He's at work. Oh. Because maybe we should call him. Oh, God, no. Yes. <laughs> I think I I think what he needs uh, he needs a dose of reality, <laughs> and you know me I have a velvet tongue when I need to. <laughs> Very velvet. <laughs> You're so brash. Yes, I certainly am. Well, my question was. Did you say I had a rash? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, can we call him? No, actually, it would be really impossible. All right, I'm. It would be. Yeah. What? What? what what's he do? Does he work for NASA or something? <laughs> what's he do? He's so important. He can't take a phone call at work. Well, he works in a really busy nightclub. Oh, okay. And, and that would, mm -hmm. there'd just be no chance. Topless chicks? It, no. Huh? No. Huh? No. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Doing an old Burns and Shriver routine. Uh, you don't know? What do you mean you wouldn't be surprised? Okay, so it's a regular nightclub, right? And he's gonna he's gonna get one of the one of the patrons to come home, and you guys are gonna get it on, and he's gonna watch and masturbate. Terrible. It was actually um, a girl that we had met at a party uh -oh. who was a lesbian, uh -huh. and he said that it was really exciting to him. Okay. Well, look, he's being honest, and he's saying it'd be exciting, and I'm I I don't think we should we should chastise him too much longer unless he really comes for, after for her bringing it. it up unless he really hounds you you just be straightforward with him tell him not only you're not interested but you're, that you're a little bit put off at the fact that he would even suggest it and, and hold your him, ground yeah. and hold your ground and he can hold his penis and you and give him a chance to to clarify it and maybe he'll go oh oh i didn't know i thought that was something you're into and probably not but um you know he may give you a satisfactory answer. So, but it's not like quite that normal. I mean, There's something's wrong. I, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, in a marriage, but instinctively, he he's he, he's with the rest of us. It's just most guys don't have the cojones to ask their wife to do that kind of thing. Am I right, Drew? I think I. Am. I don't know. You had the cojones to ask my wife everything, <laughs> including that probably last night. I don't know if I got into that. Ugh. But I still remember the part about you vomiting on the farm animal that was having that you were giving like a reach around to in the bedroom or something. I, I, I it's it's a little sketchy. It is a little sketchy. But we'll be back to color it in after this. Meanwhile, halfway across the city in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me, could I get some fish? In the meantime, Loveline will be right back. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort, because it'll only take you about three minutes, and you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. 
numbers here at Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. We are rounding the last corner and heading for the home stretch here of Loveline. Amazing. Which uh, reminds me, uh, Sunday night's guest will be a couple of ladies from the uh, show partners. So uh, those of you who are uh, fans of the Fox show partners, uh, get ready for Sunday night. Drew's are facts you'd like to read? Here's one. Uh, Dear Loveline, your show is the best, but I have a question. I've huffed gas for a year. I, you know, that I'm not sure quite what that means. I did it almost every day and had highs, or I would call them, quote, peaks, end quote. I would every time have hallucinations. Nitrous. Is it nitrous, or, I, is, I, you know, or is it inhaled hydrocarbons, like really gasoline? Some people do that. I don't know. And you will hallucinate from that. You don't typically hallucinate from nitrous. Uh, and he's did it for a couple of years, wondering what this could have done to me and how it could affect me mentally and physically. Uh, nitrous uh, can cause psychotic episodes. It can cause a polyneuropathy where you lose your motor function. You actually can't breathe like like a like sort of Guillain-Barre syndrome. There also is, if you're talking about... Guillain-Barre, yeah, well, the I, famous goalie well, for the Nordiques. I mean, Who you, the hell is Guillain-Barre? Uh, famous neurologist, French neurologist from the turn of the century. Oh, I'm Guillain. Yes. <laughs> right. Any event, the, uh, the, if it's inhaled hydrocarbons, if you're actually inhaling gasoline, you can actually virtually dissolve your brain. Oh, really? It's, it's just very destructive to brain tissue. And so, yeah, you can have lots of problems. And, and, and actually, gasoline's a carcinogen now, too. So you could not only dissolve your brain... But I guess you could get Very beautiful. But, you know, I'm no doctor. And yeah, I, I say know, that every show. But yeah. I'm thinking once your brain's dissolved, it's, everything else is a niche anyway. It's, that's, that's right. the deal breaker. Once the brain is gone, that's once right. the brain's on ice, you don't really need other things. And people don't really connect with that. They don't really understand that that, that is where they are. That's who they are. They're like, well, my brain's gone, but just as long as my pecker, yeah. my eyes, and my mouth are working fine, I should have no problem getting Amazing. through life. Amazing. Mark? Yes. You're on Loveline. Well, nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Ramsey, Minnesota here. Fantastic. I have a need for useless trivia. I was listening to you earlier here on this evening. and uh, That's quite a compliment. Well, you know, hey, I listen to you quite a bit, which says lots of interesting things about my life. But anyway, um, I'd like to compare something. I used to have a card here. Buddy showed me some years ago. Basically stated the average length of a male's unit was six inches. Now, we've obviously discovered that's incorrect. We certainly also, have. Yes, we have. And, and, and it, it also created some other statistics from this. Okay? They took that six-inch length and took that times the number of strokes per minute, which the average male would uh, insert, I guess. Right. That time the average minutes of intercourse mm-hmm. times the average number of intercourses per day or intercourse, whatever, per day for the average female. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my protractor. Well, Let's cut to know, the chase, Copernicus. Okay. What's going on? I'm looking for realism here, okay? Basically, the, the, the sum total of this thing was is the average female, okay, absorbed over one mile <laughs> of the male organ in one year. And uh. I'm curious to know, in realistic terms, Again, having nothing better to do with my life. Indeed. Where are we at here, guys? And and, and let me say this. A producer Ann has absorbed Lake Huron, by <laughs> the way, <laughs> over the course of her a short lifetime. She's she's miking up. Uh-oh, she's coming back for a rebuttal. Adam? <laughs> yes. What would your point be there, babe? <laughs> there's, there's no point to this, actually. 
It's it, it just fun. Thank you, Mark. It was just time. a little tub reference, and that that is all. All right, so uh, well yeah. well over a mile. That that is. So I think Ann took that a little differently. Yeah, oh, she well, did. You know, again, in, I think in, uh, she thought she was know, ingesting something liquid. One could say how much no, that was. No, too. no. <laughs> Mark. Thank you, Adam. Yes. Goodbye. Have a good night. No, Ann, that was that was that she. They were talking about taking the male penis, and I was throwing in a tub reference there. I meant. Well, a little bit of offense, but not that much. Michael. Yes. You're on Loveline. Cool. Hey, um, I don't know if this is a real big problem, but me and my um, girlfriend, um, we have sex, but the only time we do it is when we're both drunk. That's the only time you can do it? Yeah. It's, it's... Are you both really ugly? No, no. Okay. No. You realize actually, I have to ask. We're actually kind of an envy of the crowd, you know? People like the way we are. We're like, we're, we can chill together and be cool, but we can only do it when we're drunk. You're the envy of the crowd, meaning when you go places, people stop and stare. There's some mild applause going on. Once in a while, someone will take some singles and stuff them in your underwear as you pass by. No, what I mean is I have friends, and they wish they had the relationship we had, but I oh, okay. the problem is it's like, She's not willing. I'm willing to believe me. Mm -hmm. She's just not willing to have sex unless we're both drunk. Now, now, I mean, loaded. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, can she just have like a beard to sort of you know loosen up a little bit? Some people are kind of you know high strung. They need something to cut the edge. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I'm going here. But the point Some, something's wrong is what the problem. Yeah, point something's is wrong. I mean, but I want to know: is she drinking a six pack? Oh yeah, she she puts on a few before we do it. But she's not she's getting drunk. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, that, that that the fact that you have to get drunk to do anything is a, is not a good sign. And you don't have to. You're just you oh, going along. You're going along with it because she's she calling the shots. She doesn't want to drink. She doesn't want to drink alone. She's drinking the shots actually, yeah, Drew. Indeed. Um. Yeah, is she around? No, she's not here right now. She's at home. She's at the bar. Uh, no, she's not an alcoholic. Actually, the, I, I, I think the only really re reason she drinks is because I drink a lot. All I, right. can, I consider myself. Michael, Michael. Yes. That was a fresca sound, Mike, you pinhead. I'm thinking we should call her. Oh, no, no. Her parents would flip. Oh, okay. All right. Well, for folks, they're going to answer the phone. Lord knows we don't need that kind of trouble here on Love Okay, you, Okay, this is... Okay, we're good together. Like, we we have good times together when we're not drinking. It's just she's not willing to do anything physical. I mean, how far can you get with her when she's sober? It's just pretty much, you know, kiss on the cheek, here, kiss on the lips, stuff like that. But if you sat her down and said, look, we have had sex on many occasions, and I, and I feel hurt that you feel that you have to alter yourself in order to have sex with me. I'm offended. I had a girlfriend... For, for many months that asked me to put a pillow sack on my head when we had sex. And after a while, I realized that I should be offended by this. You know what I'm saying, Michael? This yeah, is not that much saying. different. She but, needs a few shots in order to deal with, like, the, the pain and indignity of having sex with you. I would I would be offended by that. Well, this is this is what I'm saying. I, I feel bad. Whoop. That was what? weird. Yeah, because it didn't it didn't sound like he he hung up like intentionally. He pulled the phone off the out of the wall or something. I think he's one of those pacers when he talks. Like right, I right, right. Chris, I do that too. Hey, do you? Yeah, we're both weird. Yeah, you don't think about guys sometimes. No. Yeah, me neither. Chris, hey, hey you're on Love Line. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no, I'm like,
Oh, man. It's been one of those nights, man. Oh, man. On this show or just in your life? Oh, my life, man. What's going on? I've been having sex with a younger girl. How old? She's about to be 17. Okay. And you're 19. 19. Right. And she went to the doctors, and they found the, the doctor checked her and said she had herpes. Uh-huh. And uh, my doctor said the only way they could tell was to get a cotton swab. Mm-hmm. And do a call. It, it tested. Right, do a call. That, that's the only way you can tell as a f- matter of fact. But you should be able to tell by looking at it. That too? <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, let, let, let me ask. So hold on a second. I, I want I want to do All some right. of my own little research for a second, Chris. Drew is. We're constantly getting calls about the. This is like human papilloma, papilloma virus. virus. Yeah. Okay, we're getting the herpes thing all the time. Yeah. And Drew always says, virtually, you know, half the people between the ages of you know fourteen and and forty five have this. The virus. One of these. The viruses, virus. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that you may have it. By the way, Drew. It leads but, me to think that somebody in this room must have it. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, is you're talking about all that. Oh, everyone's got it. Is no big deal and i started thinking about that last night and i was just thinking i was i was driving on i was going i bet drew has this he's just trying to soften the blow emotionally for himself but we won't get into that all right. I, I guess we already did but here's my point you're saying everyone has it. now I'm, I'm walking around i'm wondering i'm starting to feel like the weight of the herpy anvil on my penis because you're gonna get it i'm thinking about it yeah. now oh there's a high probability thank you i've never seen Back off a little, too, by the way. Don't spin on my arm because I could get it that way. Listen, here's what I want to know. I would know it if I had it, wouldn't I? Mm, some, probably. Some people don't, but probably. But, I mean, I check my penis like yeah. a jeweler appraising a ring and like almost every night. I mean, I get the loop out. Yeah, I, I wonder why you had the, that loop. All right. Without the mirror, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. If you, probably, if you were that obsessive about it, you probably would know. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I don't, I don't have it. No, I'm talking about me. Now, you couldn't tell the wart virus, though, that you could have that. Oh, really? Yeah. What, do I have to... What it, do I... It, it can take a long time for the warts themselves actually to develop sometimes. Uh, like how long? Like years. Years? Yeah. All right, let's get back to yeah, you, Chris. encounter. Chris, you have to go get checked out. Well, now, she has herpes, but you have not had anything? Yeah, I... I, I... I went into doctors and he 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 did not see anything. Okay, then either you got lucky, or she doesn't have herpes. Because if you if you get herpes, if you can try to try herpes, the chances are the primary outbreak is going to be very noticeable. And, and now her parents know that we've been having sex. Right. And <laughs> it's like I can't see her again. And wow. oh man, it's uh, it's been really bad. That's a shame, Chris. Check out your pee-pee, <laughs> and good luck. Oh, man, I'll tell, you, I, I'll tell you, if I ever have a daughter, and Drew, you may want to think about doing this. Uh-huh. When she hits 13, I'm just going to freeze her. <laughs> oh, Until society minute. comes around to wait a better a minute, day. But I want her to age, too. Right, right. Uh, i got to figure this one out. Well, I'm going to hook her up to some sort of uh, saline solution or something and keep her in the thing until she passes menopause. Right. And then I'm going to release her That's out of the society because I could not imagine, like, you know, I, like it's like, you sure you should sleep with that guy, honey? You do have the herpes, you know. Oh. I mean, oh, it's 17. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> 
<laughs> and speaking of the humanity, John. Yeah. You're on Loveline. What's going on, man? Nothing. All right. I hooked up with this older lady last night, Valentine's night, you know, and everything, at a bar. Right on. Getting and kicking it on and everything. Yeah. Gives me a ride home. Okay. And I know her. I know her 21-year-old son, and I'm 24, and she's, God, I never even asked her age, but she's like. Best not to when they look when they look like they may be old. Yeah, true. So well, actually, you... she looked real fine. Yeah, well, you were loaded. What'd you do with her? <laughs> so anyway, we're in the basement of my house and everything. and Chicks love the basement, by the way. They like you to dude. bang them right up there against a foosball <laughs> machine with the, with the bad paneling and the rust-colored carpet and that dank smell. Okay. Anyway, I know her son, and he's not really my friend, but I know him pretty well. But you had sex with his mom. No, we didn't get that far, but she was pretty grooving on me. Describe your basement real quickly. <laughs> Do you have the yeah. bad paneling? No, uh, we got some carpet down there. Bad rust-color carpet? Green. It's just, you know, 70s style. 70s style, sure. Everything that's not fit to go upstairs ends up in the basement. It's, it's like the, the house pecking order. And I, I think gravity just sucks it all in the basement. Do you have that big uh, plaster bust of W.C. Fields? Nope. Clowns? We got funky pictures down Yeah. <laughs> the pictures. Salt that... pictures. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're all class. John, you know. John, John, no. don't tell this guy. What? Don't oh, tell him okay. what? About well, no, no, the paneling. No, I, I wasn't worried about that, but I was just wondering. I mean, I called her up today, and she, like, sketched out on her age difference and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering what you would say to her. Are you really interested in her? Yeah, she's real pretty and everything. We hit it off, you know. We talked, and she's a masseuse and everything. Gave me a massage, and we never got two sex, but, you know. All right. Tell her you want her to come down and check out the fake half keg that you mounted on your wall next to the makeshift bar in the basement and get her back over for, for some seconds, John. Smooth talker. All right. And don't tell her son. No. And if you get that bus to W.C. Fields, make sure and paint the nose red. Loveline will be right back. And if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding. like to thank Barry Nolan from Hard Copy for coming in tonight and being such a fine, fine guest. I really liked him. Seemed to know a uh, little about everything, was okay talking about everything, and uh, is welcome on the show anytime as far as I'm concerned. Now, when you hear us again, it will be Sunday night, and we'll have the stars from Fox's Partners. A couple of lovely ladies, so I understand. Am I right, Anne? Yes, she is nodding her head. The names? We don't have the names yet, Drew. Come on, learn. That's it bad radio. It was going to be Tate Donovan, but he can't make it. Good. And he's uh, Jennifer Aniston's new boyfriend. Well, we'll learn more about him uh, through our friend Barry. Yeah, I was going to say. Drew, you want to read the address? If you'd like to write us, it's P.O. Box, the old-fashioned way, if you have the mail, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. Box 4345, Hollywood, 90078. 
And the email number is LUV191 on America Online. You did that like a real pro. Can we uh, can we edit that and kind of take out some of the pauses, Mike, or should we just let it run like that? Okay. I would like to thank everyone who came in here this week and made this uh, week a pretty good week. I would Very like to thank Dr. Drew for being uh, tolerant, for being tolerant, letting his wife come in here and dish a little dirt. I'd like to thank phone screener Lisa, phone screener Sherry, the beautiful seductress, seductress Anne, the angular one. Oh, she's all giddy. Mike, the inangular one on the lovely board. Myself, Adam Carolla, until Sunday night. I'm Dr. Drew. I'm Adam Carolla. We'll see you then. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy. Is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now the show's over. Don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus and start watching your favorite hit shows right now. For your extended free trial, go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Loveline. Again, go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Loveline right now.